Welcome back to another episode of the So OCD podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to try and tackle a common but pretty sensitive subject for many people living with OCD. The question of why, if God can do anything, we still suffer with mental illness. These are simply my thoughts, and I have many more on this topic that won't fit into a single episode. So please know going in that if I don't come at this issue from the angle that you're considering, it might just be because I'm limited by time. But I would love to hear your thoughts after the show. Here we go. I hope you enjoy it. we've all been there. Whether you're a Christian or a religious person or not, you've likely heard a well-meaning loved one or stranger tell you to simply have more faith, more hope when it comes to your OCD. But when you already believe God can heal you, what's the answer then? I believe. In fact, I have full confidence that in Christ I've already been made new. It's believing in this truth that has often kept my OCD from sending me spiraling worse. His perfection where mine doesn't exist, God's strength in my weakness, has done exactly what it promises. It renews. It heals. It saves. What it might not do, though, is fix. Let me be really clear here so I'm not misunderstood. Jesus can do anything. That is clear. It's just that when people turn to scripture and quote verses as an attempt to fix someone with OCD, they're forgetting a few very important things. One is the audience for whom the original text was intended and the full context in which those words were written. Two is the fact that scripture is riddled with men and women who were full of uncertainty and fear, but whom God also used those very things to bring about greater healing for communities and for generations that followed as well as to bring about His glory in the world. To act as though our flaws are inherently sinful is to declare our humanity wrong. But that's not true. God made us and declared that we are good. And it was His idea to make us human. Last I checked, God doesn't make mistakes. Having a strong faith doesn't make Jesus our genie. It makes us more accepting of His presence in all these things. It invites us into greater intimacy with Him. And that is the kind of faith that heals. One of the things I thought I'd do before recording this podcast is ask my audience to send in any questions or comments they'd like me to discuss. The first I received was this, and others were very similar. Have you ever felt like you were sinning when having an OCD episode? And the answer is absolutely yes, many times. In fact, that's historically been the reason why intrusive thought OCD is so hard. Even if you're not religious in any sense, you are a human being who was designed for love, community, friendship, and a longing for peace. Intrusive thoughts threaten what we love, and they threaten everything that we hold dear by using our very minds to attack them, and by doing so, attempt to completely destroy our peace. So this can be even more disturbing if you're religious, and your sense of morality is somewhat rooted in a particular set of rules or standards. It's only natural to consider the thoughts you have and the compulsions that follow as falling short, as sinful. But here's why I think this is so problematic, and why this kind of thinking only serves to damage us further. First, sin is willful, 
By that, I mean sin is something we do by choice with the knowledge that it's both bad for us, even if it feels good. We do it anyway because we like it and we want to. It's selfish. It is by its nature an act of rebellion. Mental illness is none of these things. Perhaps my OCD was triggered by a series of choices I made, and perhaps some of those choices were sinful, but we still don't know exactly what causes it. How much of OCD is environmental and how much is biological? So to beat myself up over something beyond my understanding is only going to harm me more. Shame is never the voice of God. Is it possible that we sin during difficult periods of living with mental illness? Sure. We mess up. We sin every day. But the wiring of our brains and the malfunction of a very real part of our bodies is just that. A malfunction. An illness. Our brains need so much to be healthy. And like every other part of our bodies, they can get broken. So mistreating our brains could be sinful. But let me say this. So would mistreating our hearts or our livers or our skin if we had been made aware that what we were doing was harmful. And that's the distinction here. What are you aware of? Sin for me might be different than sin for you. And I don't mean that as a way of saying sin is relative or that it's good sometimes and only bad others. I'm simply saying that I believe God knows us better than we know ourselves. And while a choice might be harmful, if you know better, but I don't, then your choice is sinful because it's on purpose. And mine is simply ignorant until I've learned otherwise. Both do harm, but only one is willful. And I have no doubt that God knows the difference. He is aware of the content and the driving force behind our thoughts. He knows when we do or think something for selfish reasons and when we think something or do something because our brains are wired this way. Would you tell someone with a heart condition that it's sinful for them to call it by its medical name? No. You'd applaud them for facing their condition, for seeking medical care, for eating well or taking their medication. You'd comfort them when they didn't understand what was happening to their body. You wouldn't shame them. So why wouldn't you offer the same compassionate support to a loved one with a diagnosed mental illness? I think we often take scripture out of context and use it because we feel like the authority of God's word gives us the upper hand. But I think when we use sacred scripture to belittle our neighbor or diminish their very real pain, we are abusing the body of Christ. The renewing of our minds, as mentioned in Philippians chapter 4, and this was the verse that uh, one of my listeners quoted to me as having been quoted to them, is a very real and very powerful tool that God has offered us. And it's one that has served me greatly in times of deep distress over my OCD. I talked in a previous episode about the brain being plastic, changeable, healable. And I think science lines up with scripture wonderfully in this regard. We can renew our minds. We can change the physiology of our brains. We've all seen stories of people who were paralyzed and began to walk again. The brain was healed somehow. It can happen. And I believe in that and hope for it myself, while also understanding that the very thing that pains me most, my OCD, has been one of the greatest teachers of my life. God hasn't wasted my pain. So while I know without a doubt that God could at any moment relieve me of this illness, He might not choose to do that. And my understanding of why is limited only to what I can see. The idea of renewing our minds should be used as a source of encouragement. It should not be used to bruise us further. It should be something we cling to for hope. This beautiful idea, this truth, that God has equipped us with the Holy Spirit who can give us wisdom in our pain. Renewing the mind doesn't mean that we stop having OCD. It could, 
Of course it could. And it could also mean thriving in the deep intimacy that our OCD has given us with other people who suffer as well. Thriving in the knowledge that God's incredible love for us surpasses anything we think or do, and thriving in the reality that we are flawed but far stronger than we ever realized. That's what the renewal of my mind has looked like so far. It has changed my perspective on so much, and it has shown me so much about God's character that I never saw. My OCD has shown me Jesus. Before it, I loved him, but I didn't rely on him. I was safe, and God loved me too much to leave me there. So does God cause our illnesses? I don't think so. Does he use them? Oh, yes. Can he heal them? Absolutely. Will he? Who knows? I think renewing our minds means realizing that he is still good, and so are we, even if he doesn't. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I want you to know how much I appreciate you being here and for supporting the show. To stay connected with me, you can follow me on Instagram at Lady Nunnery or visit my website at wendynunnery.com. That's Wendy, W-E-N-D-I, Nunnery, N-U-N-N-E-R-Y.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and please leave a review so others can find it. Pretty soon I'll be merging this show's Instagram page with my personal one, so just keep that in mind. I'll post regular updates about each episode there starting with episode six. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed it.